Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. 
So I'm a mindset and confidence coach, and I am an author, motivational speaker, and I help entrepreneurs get on video, share their brand story. Just doing a room um, on brand storying uh, and how to share your build your build your brand with your story just a moment ago I've just jumped from one room to the other and um yeah that's what I do and I love and I love what I do but today we're going to be talking about something a little bit different um to storytelling but I actually want to be able to serve you so that you can take this away when I saw the title I I did have to sit back and think oh my gosh and um, what am I going to talk about because you know um how to break through generational barriers so this title has kept me up because I've been thinking back and forth, back and forth, because I know that this room is about motivation, education and inspiration and that you're coming into this room to get served with some actionable steps that you can take away and bite into and take with you on your life. So the most important thing for me is that when you leave my segment, I want you to leave feeling like you can really break through your own generational barriers, whatever they're going to be. So but what I'm going to do is I've, I've made a decision. I'm going to tell you, talk about some of my barriers. So I'm, I'm going to take <laughs> you back and talk about some of the things that I've had to overcome and some of the things that I'm still overcoming and give you some strategies and techniques that you can use that I am that I implement regularly for my clients and that I implement for myself. So let's go back to 2020 when lockdown happened and the world just stood still for a bit, didn't it? So it's March 22nd, 2020. That's when I realized that we were going into lockdown. For many of us, I don't know, um, in the UK, that was the date. Um, my first thought was, what can I do? Because I know people are going to be struggling. People are going to struggle to be inside. Uh, I could see an, in advance the potential crisis that we're, that we're going to have in terms of the mental health crisis, because a lot of the work that I do, you know, I'm a regular speaker um, at organizations, but Mind was the first company that hired me in back in 2016. So, um, you know, I'm very much into plugged into mental health. And I thought, well, with this happening and the uncertainty around it, I could see in advance that there was going to be a mental health crisis. You know, children being stuck in with their parents, parents being stuck in with each other and not knowing what to do, the uncertainty, domestic violence, all of those things that were going to be coming up and rising due to this. So um, I knew there was going to be loads of stress. So I said, what can I do? What can I do? How can I anticipate the, the, the next step, what's going to happen. So I thought to myself, well, I know I'm a motivational speaker. I'm a coach. I'm known for bringing positivity to the world. What can I do? So I decided to do something called lockdown motivation. Now, this is basically where I just made a decision. I said, I'm going to, every day I'm going to go live on Facebook and I'm calling it lockdown motivation. So I, I made up a little song, um, lockdown, lockdown, don't mean we're about to shut down, lockdown. And I was like dancing in my living room and I'd set up my camera and I'd just be like, come on people, lockdown don't mean we've got to shut down, do your makeup, get up, get dressed. And like that was kind of what I did every day, 9am, without fail, I would be in my living room, my camera tripod set up, but delivering motivation to the, the people that followed me on Facebook. And then I ended up creating a Facebook um, lockdown motivation group. And so every morning I was doing d d up and jeering people on and it became actually a great routine for me so that I had something to do and that I had structure in my day. And what I found from this was um, incredible because I was going live every day and I was going through, I, I wrote a book in 2015 called Powerlift Your Career. And I was going through the chapters of my book and my book has 12 chapters. So I thought, okay, 
every single week I'm going to talk about one chapter. So chapter one is all about clarity, deciding what you want. And I thought this is going to give me a good framework so I know what I'm saying. So I would go live every single day. And I remember it was about maybe three weeks into it. Um, well, actually, around that time as well, because I got such a good response, I decided to create this program called Lockdown with the Thomases which is basically where I brought the cameras into my house and did lockdown with me, my other half and my two sons called Lockdown with the Thomases, where each week we'd film a week and then we'd take the best bits from the week and we'd make it into an episode that was released. And that became a thing. And what I remember after um, probably the third week or something, I was, I was in Costco and we were wearing masks and you know, you, I, you couldn't really tell who anyone was. And as I was going in, a lady was coming out and she was like, iffy, iffy. And I was like, hi. She was like, you have kept me alive. I said, what do you mean? <laughs> she, and I couldn't see her, like, so she had a headwear on and she had a mask on, so I could only see her eyes. And I could only just, I was thinking, do I know this woman? Because her voice had, she had real depth in her voice. She was like, you have kept me alive. Do not stop, do not stop. And as I walked, and as, as I walked in, I went and, and it just took me and I went and leant over by the um, desk because I kind of lost my breath a bit because I was doing lockdown motivation as a way to jeer my followers up and my audience up, but also to keep me structured. And I had no idea what impact it was having on other people because people don't tend to comment much or like much or I could see there was lots of views, but I wasn't getting much interaction. Um, but then when she said that to me, it hit me so hard. I thought, what I'm doing is really making a difference. Okay, okay. So it gave me like another another boost in me. And I started like doing like promotion and promoting it and telling people come and watch. Um, so, so that was a really defining moment for me, week three. And we're going in weeks, by the way, because my book is in 12, 12 chapters, 12 weeks. And also lockdown, I look, broke down into weeks. So we had lockdown with the Thomases, week one, week two, week three. So we ended up, during that period doing lockdown with the Thomases all the way up to week six. Now week six aligned itself with eight, the um, just around autism, around the end of April or something, we were doing autism. So we did one all about autism. Um, and that one did really well because we showed autism in our home. And then week seven, we were filming. <sighs> week seven, we were filming. And I remember I was sitting at the kitchen table with my other half and we were filming and week seven is um, a, a week that hit us all really a lot. And we we're sitting at the table and we were filming, we had the camera going and then me and my other half, we started arguing. We started to have um, a really like heated argument because he made a comment. He was like, yeah, well, you know, being, um, week seven, by the way, was the week when George Floyd um, was, you know, everything happened with George Floyd. And he was at the kitchen table and he said, yeah, um, being black in America is much harder than being black in England because there's not much racism in England. And that really triggered me. And my partner's black, by the way. And, um, and I was like, what do you mean? And then we started like having like a real disagreement. I was like, how can you say something like that? You know, why, why would you say that? And, um, I, and I know that this is quite controversial, this conversation, which is why I wasn't sure to say it, but I'm gonna share it because there is a point. So we were going back and forth and I was like um, giving my points and he was giving his points. And then he said, you know what? You need to watch, you need to watch what happened. 
And I was like, I'm not, I hadn't watched any news. I don't watch the news. I, I don't, I don't engage in anything that can um, imprint on my brain because um, my brain, I have a photographic memory. I'm autistic. So my brain processes information quite different to a neurotypicals. So when I see something, it's stuck with me. It, it doesn't leave. I can't, it's hard to erase. Um, so I don't allow myself to watch the news or listen to any negativity or gossip or any of that because it just actually does affect my own mental health. So I was like, I'm not watching it. He was like, you've got to watch it. So anyway, I sat down and watched it. And after 30 seconds, I, I it, it hit me so bad what I saw, what we all saw. And we're talking about um, how to break through generational barriers. I'm going to now talk into generational trauma. So that moment hit me so bad that all the work I'd been doing and all the work I'd done in my life, building my confidence, my self-esteem, my mental health, you know, I had written my book, which I talk about, my book was specifically written for the black man. And the reason it was, is I've got two little black boys and my partner's black. And I recognized that the, those people in my community were the ones that were working really great. They had great um, mindset around bodybuilding and gym. They're the kind of people that get up at 5am when it's dark, put their trainers on and run and go to the gym and eat clean. Like they've got the right attitude to knowing that you can't build a six pack in, um, in a day or in one gym session. So they had all the attributes. Like as a dancer, I recognize those same attributes in me. I, th I think there's a connection between physical health and mental health, which is why we spoke about it last week with Monica. But what I noticed is that these men in particular, if they if they understood the success formula and the, the, the way that you can work out your mind using the same principles that you used to work out your body, I, I could see that these people could build businesses. And I wanted to have more people that look like my sons in positions of power and success in the corporate world, because in sports and music, there's lots of black people that look like my sons that they could aspire to. But I recognized there wasn't many in other corporations or on boards or anything. And I wanted to change that because my children were so young. So that's why I started my book, Powerlift Your Career. That's why I wrote the book. And I, I remember, and I'm just segueing back just so you can understand how much the George Floyd, why it hit me like it did from my point of view, is that I had dedicated so much of my life to understanding the psychology of the black man, of, of the, the, the trauma, the generational trauma, the PTSD, the, the way that I just knew it, lived it, studied it. Um, interviewed hundreds of black men who were successful and who were working their way up. So I'd done the work. So and I had a real um, connection. And with my two boys, bringing two in the reality of is is I'm raising two black boys in a world where people look at them and see the color of their skin before they even look at their character. Like Martin Luther King says, we we still do do that. It is still a thing. Um, and I knew that I wanted to build my children so they could thrive in this world, whether I'm here or not. So having life insurance, which was my idea would protect them if me and their dad left this earth i realized i didn't need that wasn't going to save them it was going to be um understanding the success principles how they could make sure that they live a life where they're able to become everything they're capable of so i wrote the book selfishly for them and for these men that i wanted to support so i had deeply invested so when week seven happened i didn't understand how that that knocked me so far back so I ended up um, going up to bed and um, two days passed and I was in bed and, and um, 
my sisters who are my um, foster sisters who are also black and my wider community we we started speaking um having conversations that we'd never had before and um i was saying to my sister i said to her she said how do you feel i said well what it feels like to me is like you know a paper cut they're quite small and you get little um dashes um and they sting these paper cuts but they're so tiny and that I think growing up throughout my whole life as a black woman living in Britain, I experienced racism like many of my sisters and friends, and I experienced microaggression, I experienced funny looks, I experienced a lot of the things that many of us experience, but they're like, and I see them as tiny little paper cuts. They, they, they hurt, they're small, but they hurt. But when the George Floyd thing happened in week seven, it was like all those paper cuts had been put together and they'd just been opened completely opened and the, the pain was so bad that it, it knocked me in bed it put me back in bed and I had to work out how to come back from that and I had to understand so that my the reason why I want to talk about this in my segment is because I want to share with you what I did to come back even after all the work and all the work I've done around personal development that still because of generational trauma which creates barriers which creates barriers um the hidden barriers that we don't even know exist so how do we break through those barriers that's what i want to talk about because and i think hey listeners if you enjoy listening to breakfast with champions we can bet you care about your daily routine do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine it's the perfect morning glenn has written a free ebook called the morning five five simple steps to an extraordinary morning if you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. That if if you're in the audience and you're not a person of color, there are going to be things in your life where you've had barriers, whether it's to do with your economic barriers, whether it's to do with your single parent barriers, whether it's that you've got two parents who have got such high expectations of you is that they um, haven't let you breathe. You know, we all have barriers that have been affected in our lives. And I wanted to share a barrier that has affected me. And that barrier, it was it is um, through um, experiencing microaggressions and racism and those things i don't know if they ever leave you but you you're able to um build from it so what i want to talk about in the the last part of my segment which will um move us into a place of where we can actually um take something from this is that i heard this amazing story which i'd love to share with you which um um, I heard it was. I heard this story, and I'd love to share it with you. So it's once upon a time there was a woman about thirty years old, and she was married with two children. Um, like many people, she'd grown up in a home where she was constantly criticised and often unfairly treated by her parents. As a result, she developed deep feelings of inferiority and low self-esteem, and she was um, negative and fearful and had no confidence at all. Um, what happened is. She, she felt that she didn't have much talent and she wasn't very good at many things. And one day she was driving and someone went through a red stoplight and hit straight into her car, smashed her into a car. And when she woke up, she was in hospital with a mild concussion and she had complete memory loss. So she couldn't, she, she could still speak, but she had no recollection of any part of her past life. She, she was like a total amnesiac. And at first the doctors thought it would be, you know, temporary and weeks just kept passing and there was no trace of her memory returning. So her husband and her children, they used to come and visit her every day 
and and she didn't recognize them and and this was such an unusual case that other doctors and specialists used to come and visit her as well and they would test her and ask her questions about her condition and um they would they would really like study her and what what this reminds me of is there's this idea this um philosopher um david hume he talks about this thing called the blank slate and he talks about how each of us come into this world with a blank slate and that um we we all start and then our parents and the people around us leave impressions on us and things that happen leave impressions on us but this particular woman who is an amnesiac who has forgotten everything and who she used to be what happened is during that time because people were paying her so much attention and asking her for advice and she was being asked by medical professions what happened is she became an authority in her area of amnesia she she became like the authority so she was asked to speak on stages and do talks and speak at medical conferences and she suddenly became this incredibly um acclaimed medical profession in her subject she built her self esteem up um she became genuinely positive and confident and an outgoing woman who could highly articulate herself and she was then became a demand as a speaker people wanted to hear her because she had experienced this and the the point what i'm making is is that if if we were able to forget everything that happened and everything that we learned and we were able to have a blank slate and start again we would then be able to imprint on our minds and our lives and our memories the the things that make us feel like we are able and capable to achieve anything so when i look at barriers and generational barriers and with my clients i say to them like what is it that you really want because we can we can stay in the past and look at all the things that have happened to us or we can make a decision to take that pain and use it to fuel us because i'm going to say something now which i'll leave you with um is that we want to i don't go around barriers i do not do going around them i create coping strategies and um i i i i put in place things that help me to break down those barriers bulldoze those those barriers crash at those barriers and 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 how i do that mentally is is that with my children and my clients i say be five times as good as everybody else make sure that you put in the effort and you work so great that you can't be overlooked you put in the work you do the effort you do more than is ever expected of you you put in the work and you decide in advance that you know where those barriers are you totally know where they are have the idea of knowing where they are because i talk about the three r's which i'll leave you with which is first of all you have to recognize so you have to on your road and your journey of life if you've got your rucksack and you have these three r's in it i think it really will help the first r is recognize where you are recognize where those barriers are in your life what are the limiting beliefs that you have what are the things that are holding you back who are the people that are actually standing there holding the barriers so you can't get in where are those places and once you know and you're aware of where those barriers are then the next thing is you have to reach out to people who can help you to break some of those barriers so maybe you have to reach out and you have to start studying something learning something can collaborating with somebody connecting with somebody but you have to reach out and you have to do something and then once you've reached out then the next r is make sure that you're reaching out to people who are reliable people who believe in you people who who want to cheer for you if you can do that then what you can do is all that power all that pain all that determination and the real um clarity of where the barriers are you can jump 
over them. You can break through them. You just don't need to go around them. And that's one thing that I really, truly believe, because when we I talk about neuroplasticity, and I know Dr. Janie Lacey talks about this as well, neuroplasticity, um, meaning that the brain can change, is something that scientists are really only just in the last decade just about acknowledging but what they do for people with um, dis disabilities like dyslexia or autism is a lot of the studies is you have to work around, work around, work around your challenges. But what the programs that I work in and the, the work that I do is all about not working around is actually targeting the actual problem and breaking through it, breaking through it, not working around it. Working around it means it's it's exhausting. So when how do you break through generational barriers? One, know where they are. Two, get together everything that you need. Three, run at it. <laughs> run at it and bulldozer it over and focus on what you want, not what you don't want. So that, that's my segment today. And I hope that um, you take what you like from it and leave what you don't. Um, but I really wanted to uh, share that. That's how I managed to get out of my bed on week seven of lockdown because I recognized it was there. I put a vision of what I wanted. I built all that pain in me and I fueled it to keep going. And now I'm like a bulldozer. I'll break down every barrier, every door that is in front of me so that I can achieve whatever it is that I'm trying to achieve. Because barriers don't stop you if you let them. You can actually jump over them or you can push through them. Um, thank you so much. I'd love to open up for anyone um, who wants to jump in. TM, I saw you flashing a little while ago. Would you love to jump in and add? Thank you. No, you're not there, TM. Would anyone like to flash or have I um, left such a, um, <laughs> that no one's speaking? Anyone there? Good morning, Effie. This oh, is Tony the Tiger. Tony the Tiger, thank you for saving me. Over to you. <laughs> no problem. This is so wonderful as usual. I always love your segments. I get so much out of it. Um, and I just, I loved your story about how you went into the store and someone said, thank you so much. Because as influencers or um people that are, are sharing our story, we so often don't see the other side. And I've experienced um, something similar experience during COVID. I decided to create these little smile cards. It says, smile, somebody thinks you're awesome. And whenever I uh, was in like a convenience store or anywhere, the kids and I would, or we're still handing these little cards out. And um, just the other day we were in a restaurant and we, put one on the table because we had good service and the waitress came running over to us and she said, uh, excuse me, were you guys at the store ordering tea uh, a couple weeks ago? And I said, uh, probably, it sounds like us. She said, I have a smile card, the same card that you gave me today. Um, I keep it in my car and I look at it and I smile every single day. And it just touched me so much because you really don't know the uh the impact that you're having but if you keep putting a positive vibe out there and a positive message it really does make a difference so that's all i wanted to share thank you so much ify i always love your message
Oh, thank you so much, Tony of the Tiger. I really appreciate you. Thank you. And I, I just full transparency, I was really, um, Patricia, thank you for your lovely message. I was really, um, this is the first time I was a bit anxious to share that because I know that we've got such a diverse audience and I just want you all to be able to take something away from it that you can, you know, you can change somebody's day like by just supporting them, smiling at them and you can break down your own barriers. We, we can do that. So thank you. I saw some flashes um, as well. Flash again, guys, because I lost you. Um, uh, Patricia, then coach, over to you. Hey, this is uh, Patty, Patricia. Um, you know what came to mind? Um, something that uh, I happened to discover. It was a common thread um, that I just almost like um, like a statistic uh, that I did on my own uh, just by just by luck. I, I happened to find a common thread that people overcame by helping others. Um, I know it sounds so silly, right? Because that's what we're all doing here, helping others. Um, but it actually was a common thread that um, I asked the question, how do you restart your spark? Um, that was the question I asked a, a survey of people. And the answer um, that was common across the board with everybody is um, when they helped others, um, that's how they were able to get out underneath a rock, uh, how to get over um, the hardest thing in their life is actually helping others was the common thread. So, you know, if you are in that, in that stuck under a rock, uh, you want to break a barrier, um, just go help and help other and you'd be surprised uh, what a miracle happens. Uh, thank you, Ify. God bless. Oh, thank you so much, Patricia. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much. Oh, lovely. Really beautiful share. And who, who did I have next who was flashing? I'm Coach, over to you. Hi, good morning, Ify. So I enjoyed your share so much, especially the tips that you gave in regard to how to get through. We all, I think, have moments that are um, impactful or ingrained in our lives, a part of those core memories. Um, and sometimes they do set us back when we feel like we've done all of the work, but to recognize, you know, where you are and what those barriers may look like, and then to lean in to people who have have the ability to help you or lift you up. And then um, also to reach out to people who can encourage you along the way. I think those are really great tools. Um, it helps not only for you to feel like you're not alone, but also that you have the ability to break um, break down those barriers or even just start, um, jump over them. But I think having a good um, surround system or, you know, people being the surround system, they give you that wisdom to know whether or not this is something that you can jump over or if this is something that you need to actually feel your way through. So thank you so much for your share. It was an awesome, awesome segment. And I look forward to everything that's coming thereafter. You guys be blessed this morning. Oh, thank you so much, Coach. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Really appreciate you. And I see some more flashes. So I see Rosie, Jeff, and Jeremy. Hopefully we can have um, time before um, we've got about four minutes. And Linnell. Oh, my gosh. Okay, let's go for it then. Popcorn style. Um, Rosie, Jeff, Jeremy, um, and then we'll look for more flashes. Thank you. Rosie. I just want to say that metaphor about the paper cuts applies to so many people. And also that aspect of just pushing through, you know, it's easy. Um, I'm a social worker. Well, no, it's 
I'm, I graduated with a social work degree and it's so easy to look at all the external barriers, all the societal difficulties and all that kind of stuff. And that does take a toll for sure. That does have an impact, right? We know that statistically, but sometimes the just choosing to push through that mindset shift is the only thing that matters. So uh, thank you that for that, uh, for this morning. I'm so glad I woke up early. Oh, thank you so much, Rosie. I'm I'm so glad that resonated with you. The paper cuts. Um, yeah, it took. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate you. Um, I'd love to say hello to Jeff. Over to you, then Jeremy. Thank you so much. If you enjoyed your stories, especially the references to neuroplasticity, and very quickly, I'll give my three R's that kind of. Um, compliment your three R's. The first is to recognize generational habits that don't serve you. Oftentimes people call them generational curses, but I'm not cursed. So they're just habits. And if they're habits, if they were established, they can be broken. The second R is to rewrite or we rewire uh, your narrative. In other words, you can change the narrative. It was somebody else's story. It was your ancestor's story. You can change the story. And three, finally, Record the progress. Look, after you get through, your future generations need to know how you got how you got through. So make sure you record the progress for your future generations. I love this and your storytelling, Ify. Giving the mic right back to you. This is Pastor Jeff. And look, everybody, go out and smile at yourself in the mirror today. Yourself is going to smile back at you. Then go share it with the world. Back to you, Ify. Oh, thank you so much. I loved your R's. I like your R's better than mine, actually. And um, we should definitely cover that on a topic. So recognize, rewire, and what was the last R? Record the process. Beautiful. Thank you so much, um, Jeff. Love it. Um, and I'd love to say hello to Jeremy. And then I see you flashing Claire. Over to you, Jeremy, if we could do it. In the oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it looks like we get to be a little bit of a tag team this morning, Evie. And I just wanted to give your your kudos for how well you articulated uh, a difficult story to navigate, actually, after we just talked about storytelling. How beautiful is that? And I wanted everyone in the room to recognize how well you've grown to know yourself through this process of growth. In that moment where you were like, I don't want to watch it. I don't want to watch it because I have this photographic memory. And I want everyone to know that like it's really important to get to know yourself so you can pick and choose those moments where you're like, okay, I am going to go here. And I am going to look at this, okay, because it's important enough. But on these other times, it seems that you block it out it's because you know that it's just not going to be beneficial for you. So how cool is it that you know yourself so well through this growth process and that you're aware so that you can help yourself grow so that you can be this present and awesome for others? I wanted to point that out for everyone. You're great. It's good to talk to you twice in one morning. And I'll yield. Oh, thank you so much, Jeremy. Thank you for um, saying that because, yeah, I just went back there. Yeah, definitely. It, it totally is about knowing when to look and when not to look. And I'm still learning how to do that. Um, but that I'm so glad I did look because, yeah, yeah, it, it was, it's a hard memory to keep in your head, but um, it, it, will, it pushes me through those barriers. So thank you so much. Um, we're at the 10.30 GMT time and the 5.30 EST. And Dr. Janie Lacey is here. And I'm so sorry if I didn't get round to um, other flashes because I did see you. Um, but And we're going to move on um, with the conversation. But please, if anyone wants to DM me or message me or talk about any of the things that I spoke about, because I know some of it was a bit heavy, that I'm here. And um, if any of you would like access to my book and my online course which is 12 chapters 
which really is designed to help you break through those barriers, then you can have access to it for free um, and I'll give you the passcode. So thank you so much for having me here today and thank you for letting me be vulnerable in this beautiful space created by Mr. Glenn Lundy. I hope you all have a fabulous Thursday. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.